0: You are listening to the Fantasy Joes podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. That's right. We are the Fantasy Joes. I am at Roto-Librarian, Ryan Livergood, actually coming to you from a library conference site, the Public Library Association Conference in Nashville, Tennessee, and joining me from Minneapolis, Minnesota, from the Pillow Palace itself, it's Will, the thrill, Greenwood. Woo! One, uh,
1: the library conference is, I've heard, uh, that they actually consume the most liquor of any conference in the entire United States, including any conference in Vegas. That's like CES. That's <laughs> any auto show. <laughs> boom, boom. Uh, the, other, the other, uh, this is like breaking news, everybody. Ryan has a new RB1 rookie overall. First, first overall pick. And I know you guys are just waiting on waiting on your seat, but if you've already seen the combine measurements, you know who it is. That would be from Trey Barrett's favorite team, the Florida Gators, LeMichael Piron. Comes to the combine with 10 and a quarter inch hands. Oh, baby. I love the big hands. <laughs> Ryan cannot stand up <laughs> in the hotel room and go back down for the nightcap because of LaMichael Pirine's hands. Yeah and how about Joe Burrow? You know what, what's what's cool about
0: this hotel I'm saying at. this I'm at the at a hotel in Nashville Will. And good pivot from
1: Burrow to the hotel.
0: I know but but you'll 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 get where I'm going. So I am you know this was the site of the 2019 NFL draft and apparently Kyler Murray stayed in my room which is very exciting to
1: me. No, that's a lie. No, it's the truth and he I realized it is in, like the Library conference Hotel it's, room.
0: It's a good thing that Joe Burrow is wasn't part of the 2019 draft because he cannot open the doors dude because his small hands was nine inch hands door, <laughs> handles are huge here so i'm just what saying did
1: Kyler, what did kyle murray have like 11 and a half inch mitts or something <laughs> i don't know i mean i think I mean, prob- probably like nine and a half or something like that yeah i think mo mo alley cox is up there with like 11 inch hands uh as far as like a tight end sleeper for next year boom boom <laughs> but <laughs> tight end sleeper for every year
0: yeah for next year um I started, yeah,
1: So I started to do the data dive into does hand size matter for running backs and PPR points. It turns out it's uh, one, uh, what was his name? Dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it. It's uh, Fred, it's not Fred Taylor, the guy who was from that little college He played for Buffalo. He was the PPR back. Uh, he put up a couple RB1 seasons like unexpectedly. Fred Jackson? Is it Fred Jackson? He's from Coe College, which is in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And, uh, anyway, he had like, he, I think he had like seven inch hands or something, according to the player profiler database. Ooh. That's smaller than my hands. And I, I don't have like <laughs> big hands. And actually I've been act- like at 33, I guess I have super old man hands. Like, I got a lot of wrinkles. So, huh. That doesn't count against you though, in terms of size. Don't worry. The wrinkles
0: don't count. Wrinkles might actually help you out.
1: Yeah. They're um, like grippers.
0: But, but I, I, I- I, I do think, though, that hand size matters, especially for a quarterback. And I, I do think it's interesting that Joe Burrow, if he has nine-inch hands and he goes to Cincinnati, gets cold in Cincinnati, I'm not saying that you should avoid picking him in a rookie draft or anything like that, but it's, it's interesting. It, it adds another layer to the conversation of uh, what you do with Joe Burrow in your Superflex draft, don't you think?
1: Oh, I still think, I still think Joe – it's like a curious case of Superflex quarterbacks drafting – we are in an era where everybody's boosting up the quarterbacks into the top picks. This wasn't the same last year besides Kyler Murray and the quarterbacks going down. Like you, you did Kyler Murray and then you had like whatever picks until somebody took Haskins and then somebody took uh, from the Giants. Uh, uh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. And as you went out, like it wasn't the same like hype that we have this year. I think with the amount of quarterback injuries last year, we're seeing a boon rookie quarterbacks going to be drafted and a lot of these guys don't work out that happens every freaking year every year top quarterbacks don't plan out that well even Jared Goff I mean if you go Jared Goff's rookie year you could have bought him so much cheaper the year after that could be the whole way that Joe Burrow goes Tua Tua's had so many injuries the fact that he's going to hit by an NFL player not somebody in the SEC which who could potentially be an NFL player but now this person has been working out for their career Everybody's faster, stronger, heavier. It, it's, it's such an odd combo. I, I think that the best thing you can possibly do in a super flex rookie draft, and I'm not lying, Ryan, is move to like the 103 and take the top running back. Move out. If somebody really needs a running back, grab one of those guys. Those, I, I don't think these rookie quarterbacks are going to produce. They're not Kyler Murray. They're not at all. Kyler Murray – he scored fantasy points with his feet. It's so different. It's so different when we come to fantasy points. They're not Lamar Jackson who fell down anyway because we don't really, didn't really know he could throw the ball. And then he threw touchdowns at an unprecedented rate. And we'll see how that all ends up playing out. But you missed that boat. Like You can't, buy the, you can't like try to catch up to the boat by swimming. You know what I mean? Like it, That's gone. You, you have to try to predict what's going to happen next and take advantage of it. And my thing is, it, I, if I'm in a super flex league, and I have the one oh one and somebody from the one oh three who's really desperate for a quarterback wants to move up and I can scoop up like even I think I think honestly you could scoop up like extra late round first which could then turn into this is the dynasty dummies today that could turn into Cam Akers. Cam Akers could end up being a very productive NFL running back and right. it just kills me. Or even Clyde Edwards Lair who could potentially be a trap but also could potentially be the best running back in this draft, especially because I said he's a trap, which. <laughs> no, I'm totally with you.
0: And and I think that there's a lot of validity to doing that. Be, because I, I do think at the end of the day that Burrow and Tua are probably going to be in Super drafts, at least considered for the 101, 102. I think I'm Herbert's good. creeping up. Herbert's just creeping. Yeah. yeah. Herbert's it's, probably going to be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. I mean, he's probably going to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It'll go – he might be right after – like, he might be right after (laughs) – this is so bad. It's Chase Young, right? The the guy from Ohio State. Yeah, right. He's going to be the pick after him. That's my guess. I mean, it's possible. It's going to go – or maybe not the pick after, but it'll go, let's say, Herbert, Young, and then two quarterbacks. And and
0: I think in this class, there are a lot of intriguing running back prospects. I think Swift and – Jacob Dobbins and um, you know, can't Jonathan, oh. Jonathan Taylor, obviously. I mean, you've got a lot of running backs. You've got the, the, you know, Jerry Judy's of the world, the CD lambs, a lot of wide receivers after that. I, I mean, uh, Daniel Jeremiah Justin w-
1: Jefferson's moving up boards quite heavily. Yeah.
0: Was Daniel Jeremiah, was, was he saying this week that, like he has like the wide receiver class. He has like
1: twenty five of them graded within the top one hundred picks or something crazy like that. But yeah, the I receiver think, class is ridiculously. Good. I think he said though. I think he said in the top of like first three rounds. I think he said thirty wide receivers. Right. I don't think right. it's twenty. It was like thirty or thirty three. Okay. And yeah. also, you have guys uh, like uh, Rugs coming out. He's got ten inch hands. So now you have a Will Fuller with big hands. And I'm not right. I'm not saying that it's like a like like a joke against your your love for big hands although you should love rugs now obviously <laughs> you're one-on-one round receiver but could you imagine uh will a will fuller with better hands right that's awesome that is exactly what you want somebody's going to be like uh, maybe not uber productive but his ceiling is so high and his floor is you don't have to worry about that when they're a rookie you can reach for that guy it's all upside that's like having a Oh, it's like it's like a, it's like it's a. He would be one of the guys later in the first round when I'm deciding between like a let's say like a Zach Moss or Rugs. I'm gonna take Rugs every time. He's gonna have higher draft capital in my opinion. Not every time I shouldn't say because we have the NFL draft. Sorry everybody. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's could potentially be underrated. He's a field stretcher, and he's can actually just be a plug and play wide receiver, and then he can work with the rest of your lineup to grab another running back. Like that's, that's, he's a fine person to be a starter on your team for wins. You know, he could win you a few weeks a year and every wide receiver loses you a week anyway.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, Ruggs is super exciting. Just so many wide receivers. Well, I, I I went down, I was on the plane today and I was, I was looking at um, like who I would draft in a super flex draft and what my options are. And that late first round, early second round with all of those wide receivers, uh, you know, like the T. Higgins of the world, those type of guys, Laviska Chenault. It's an exciting, exciting class, and we should be pumped for it. And, uh, I mean, I, I just – I'm I'm so excited for these rookie drafts, man. I, I, I'm i so excited. I mean, when we – you know, by, by the time this record, recording comes out, we'll, we'll know what happens with the combine. But, you know, with wide receivers, I, I don't worry about the combine so much. I, I, I'm more interested in what happens with running backs – I mean, this, this wide receiver class well, it, is just – I'm so yeah. excited.
1: Well, and we've had so many outliers for combine statistics. Like, remember, you could always call it Dalvin Cook's three-cone drill, Nikhil Harris' three-cone drill. Like, <laughs> I'm actually right. most right, – I'm not kidding. I think – or not think. I'm most interested in their weigh-ins and actual heights. Like, this is important to what they're going to do. The rest of it should be a little bit secondary. Like, unless they're they're, like, super big outliers – that it's important that somebody's actually as tall and as big as they said they were in college, because we've been reading that like T. Higgins is like like seven foot four, right? And has no, I'm kidding, but the the whole aspect of actually getting heights and weights on these guys and knowing what they are going into it. Now we can relate. Now we can push that into where their metrics can fall into. And honestly, the the 40 is, like the worst metric for a wide receiver. Uh, three cone, I think, is important. Depending on the player, but you can't again a super quick player, you have to be very, very careful not to double count it if there's a very a player that's really quick off the line in college and you've heard from all the film guys that they're very quick off the line in college and they run a fast three cone drill, do not double count it that's of course, they ran a fast three cone they're very agile they they can make certain stops like that that should be expected
0: there There was this great article on athletic this week about. The combine and 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 how teams need to be careful that they don't double or triple count things with the combine and how some of the savvier teams, I guess, with the Denver Broncos, for example, they left a lot lot of their scouts in Denver this week. They didn't they didn't send everybody, and and I think that's really interesting because I, I I do think with the combine they
1: don't want them talking. Shut your lips, scouts. No, but but I think with the
0: combine, we, we like I think NFL teams. It's not just us in the dynasty community. But I think NFL teams actually can can you know kind of take that and um, you know th- this overhyped things. Like look at John Ross with the Cincinnati Beng- Bengals. I, I mean that's not a great example because we know Cincinnati's in a great franchise, but don't you think that that um, forty time that John Ross um, put out there influenced their decision? And 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 clearly John Ross is. is it's, it's easy for us to say this now, but probably not. Oh, maybe one it. of the worst-run
1: franchises in the, like our history of Dynasty podcasting, Ryan. Oh, no doubt, no doubt about Remember that. Remember Trey's full-on like NC seventeen, uh, like love obsession with the Bengals, and what they were going to do, and it just they're <laughs> they're hard to purchase in Dynasty. It's it's not a knock against Trey. I was totally yeah. on board. You know, you had AJ Green. Uh, you had you could even scoop up Andy Dalton for cheap. You have all these pieces that are just, you know, Tyler Boyd, John Ross. Uh, it just was Joe Mixon, especially Joe Mixon's value is rising insanely high. I'm, People I'm love sure. Joe Mixon. Uh, I'm trying I to see. move him. But anyway, the it's uh, the, you have to be very careful. But they also, Ryan, they could also turn it around, right? Like they could be the Rams when the Rams turned it around. And you get that peak two years of production – and then you sell those players after the second year.
0: Yeah, like well, Rams. but but Joe Burrow is a, despite his nine inch hands, he is one of those players that could elevate elevate, I'm sorry. Elevate. I think Goff has smaller hands than Burrow, right? You no, know, Goff, Goff has like 9 and a quarter, I, I believe if memory serves. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 Burrow is one of those guys that that you know, um, I, so I I was uh, I'm reading Ron Wolf's book he, he wrote this book about the Green Bay Packers and I, I try to think what it's called. Oh, I actually have it right here. It's called the Packer way. And he talks about how important it is to get the right leaders in your organization and how Brett Favre, when he traded for Brett Favre, you know, Brett Favre just elevated the play of the offense. And, and I think that Joe Burrow is one of those guys that like the great quarterbacks we see it with Patrick Mahomes, um, they can elevate the players on, on offense. And I think that Burrow could do that for a Tyler Boyd, for Joe Mixon um, and, and kind of cover
1: up some of those. Yeah, and the that's, the, that's, is, that's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree completely. The hard part is you're paying that cost. Now you're paying the upside cost for Bengals. So yeah. if, if I, if I own them, I'm willing to take the risk that they're that upside cost is that it's, it's not peak, but I'm willing to risk that. It's not going to go higher. Like yeah. That's, yeah, that's something I'd be willing to move, move away from. Also, have you heard, like Brett Favre ran a wishbone offense in, like, high school and college. Like, he was not a prolific passer at all. So, you know, looking from college statistics to uh, NFL statistics, he's, like, one of the most outlandish pro- – like, if he was coming out now, I'd be like, who is this guy? Why would you ever take Brett Favre? All you do is hand off the ball in college. And, like, in high school, he's like, what? Why would, we ever, why would we want this guy? He didn't go to a big college. I think he would – what, he go to Southern Miss, right? Like, he would not yeah, be – Yeah, Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. Nobody would respect Brett Favre coming into the draft process right now at all until he got drafted highly. And then he still didn't get drafted that highly. Second-round pick. Only and I then he got traded true. from the fou- – Yeah, fou- he was – he,
0: he was a third-string quarterback. He,
1: he was man Billy Joe Toliver. Of, of Which, right, this is what, can, what continually worries me, though, is every – we're not great at – like, we're not great at scouting. The whole community is not great at scouting quarterback talent, right? Like No, we're awful at it, absolutely. It, even NFL teams, it's fine. It's fine that you're bad at it. You need to take the chance because that changes everything. It changes everything for your franchise right. when you have a, a quarterback on a rookie deal. You can make all sorts of moves. You can you can spend money on the defense. The Chiefs did this. The Chiefs, I mean, even as a first-round pick, they let Mahomes sit for a year because they were willing to gamble on that moving forward, and it worked out. It doesn't always work out. Of course it doesn't always work out. Look at Dak Prescott. Like, they – the Dak Prescott was – he fell so far and ended up being pretty good, one of the greatest fantasy quarterbacks ever. But he's – you know, now that team's going to have to pay for it in the future. So the – but where I'm going with this is the NFL draft with quarterbacks – you should just be very careful with how you value that, with where they're going. I get that the one one's always going to have a chance to start, and in a super superflex two QB league, that should always be a gamble you you, you should take, uh, just in general because their accrual of value can be high. But we were pounding the table last year for Jan- Daniel Jones as that late first round pick in superflex because he's going to have the chance to start and he's athletic, and that was uh you know it turns out that now. I, I, I can't get rid of Daniel Jones fast enough anywhere I had him.
0: Yeah, he has tremendous value, Daniel Jones. I mean, it's pretty amazing what he's going for. Um, it, but but I have, to, I have to say, though, I think you're right by getting rid of him. But there is some intrigue with Daniel Jones because it's a pretty good situation in, in New York, if you think about it. I mean, obviously, he's got Saquon Barkley, one of the best running backs in football, Evan Ingram. He doesn't have any, like, clear number one wide receivers. But Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, Darius Slayton, that's not a bad situation. They're going to try to improve the offensive line, I think. Um, so I get why people want to acquire Daniel Jones or why he, so, he is – Let's say
1: before before landing spot Ryan, uh, let's just use Debbie. Uh, Daniel Jones or Tua? Tua. Okay. Or Daniel Jones or Justin Herbert?
0: i go Daniel Jones, I think.
1: Yeah, I think I'd take that, too. I think I'd take two in Burrow over Daniel Jones, but I'd be very, very hesitant. So that's the – so the Dynasty Ws I was just listening to, Ryan, that could be potentially the 103 pick in a super flex based on what teams need. So Daniel Jones is the 103, I would trade for the 103 oh, and then shock bait. that person. I would just shock that person by taking Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean depending, you know whatever you know we still have some things to shake out but
0: do you still see the teardrop at the 107 in the superlux league well i mean because i because i do because i think about it i got the two qbs i've got burrow and tua then i got judy and lamb and then i've got um three running backs i really like jk dobbins um uh, swift, obviously, Taylor and Taylor. And swift. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah
1: right 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 I, I honestly, like I, I, I worry even about after the top five, I like those three running backs. I like those two quarterbacks, but then when it comes to those wide receivers, I just, right. We're not great at scouting wide receivers either recently. No, we're not. It's, it's, it's hard it's the, hard to do. It's hard to really predict how somebody's going to translate. And it's easier to it's, it's, it's sorry. It's a shorter term upside gamble for a running back. So I will, I will just default to that. And I want the value there than what I'm willing to risk. And I missed out on that last year big time. And that was a big mistake by me. But that's a gamble that I'm still willing to, I guess, like double down on, even though that's, that, that's maybe a bad process. But I like last year's wide receiver class might move up wide receivers in your rookie draft, and you can get a running back later. I still think Cam Akers could fit in there. If he, his, I still think Cam Akers is going to beast at the combine. He's, his heights and weights seem appropriate to what he was in college. Uh, I think he's going to move up into there. I think he's going to end up being a third-round pick easily, if if not higher. Yeah. So, but long long story short, uh, I'm still pushing down the wide receivers because I don't trust – I, I, I just don't trust it, I guess.
0: Right. And, and when Jordan McNamara was on the show with us, he talked about that. I mean, we looked at, like, all those, like, different years and all those second-round wide receivers that were taken and what the dynasty community – like labeled like okay this is the top guy in this group and so often it was wrong i mean we we just don't know which one of these guys i mean we can look at draft capital and that's a good guide for us i guess but like if you you look at these guys drafted in like rounds one two three we don't necessarily know who's going to be the best wide receiver out of that group and i think consistently we've seen that time and time again you're right you we just don't know it
1: it's made it Honestly, I love it. I love the inconsistency of it because it makes it so fun, Ryan. It makes us do analysis. We talk about players. We fall in love with guys. And that's what Dynasty is all about. That's what you want to do. You want to fall in love with a player and take them where you think they're valued with your pick. Like, you hold on to that pick. You wait for that. You wait for your time on the clock. And then unless somebody's going to floor you with an offer, you get to get your guy. You get to get your guy on your team. And then when that wins, there's nothing that – I shouldn't say Nothing. Uh, that just feels so good uh, when you win on that. Uh, another thing, Ryan, is we don't have like a Rashad Penny in this year. We don't have a small school running back with just outlandish stats that's coming, you know, coming in the draft and is going to be overprojected. So I think that's one of the reasons people maybe like have a hesitancy for the first, you know, the the early round running back is you can get burned. Rashad Penny burned everybody who drafted him, like literally everybody. And, and you know, you had Darius guys' injuries, but we don't we don't have our small school running back this year that we're we're boosting up boards. Like Devin Singletary, his value increased exponentially from last year. You you're getting him, depending on the league you're in, in the second round last year. Yeah, so, it's
0: very it's very interesting looking at that twenty eighteen class. I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that the data shows us when we had Jordan on he talks about this that First round running backs don't miss, right? It's like first round running backs don't miss. But if you look at that 2018 class, well, you got two examples where this may not be the case. You got Rashad Penny and you got Sonny Michelle.
1: Whoa, 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 my boy. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. But seriously, you've got to worry about Sonny Michelle, right? I mean, through we your don't even
1: breakout, know, Ryan.
0: We don't even know what's going to happen in New England. We don't know if Tom Brady's coming back. If he doesn't come back, who's going to be the quarterback in New England? What's the offense going to look like? I mean, these are two guys you've got to be really worried about, and these are these are the guys that break the rule, right? First round running backs they never fail, but we've we, but we, Tony Michel technically
1: didn't fail because he's a top twenty four running back in that model.
0: What, what I, I, I think the first year maybe did he clinch it, but what, where where did he end up in um, in twenty nineteen? I, I I have to look. I don't think he was a top twenty four running. back. But, you know, it's just I mean,
1: hashtag sad face emoji.
0: <laughs> no, it is because I know. No, yeah, you're, you're, you're a big Sunny Michelle fan. I was a big Sunny Michelle fan, but look, I, I was. I mean, I'm not anymore. If no, you, like, you got you got to you got to worry about Sonny Michelle, and it, it's just it's just crazy because he's a first round running back.
1: These guys oh, don't miss. My heart. But to oh. the best, one of the the best offensive schemes in the NFL. That that should matter. Well, we and we it thought turns it. Turns out anyway. both their first round offensive weapons that they take are overvalued and you know what I, I i just hope they they rebound this next year we'll see if, if it doesn't happen the past was a predictor for the present for them and we've learned yeah do you have any um hold on any hope for Damian
0: harris because i was a big Damian harris believer um and clearly like he, he was he was just non-existent i think he maybe suited up for like a couple of games um no hey we battled
1: Back and forth, this I think like last season of like taking the wide receivers over these running backs, and you take the running back value. I, I right, honestly, like if you can get Damien Harris for like a third round rookie pick this year, I, I'd still do that deal. Why? Why would I? I mean, I am holding out hope. I still think Najee Harris should have come out. He could have tested well. He's a big boy. uh he, His draft capital could have still been up there. The thing is, like, you're going to have runs, I feel like, on positional players and team need. After the first round, teams want rookie contracts uh, for, like, rounds two through four. And even if he falls down, like, he's not going to be a first-round pick next year. He's coming out as a senior. I'm pretty firm in that, Uh, along with Etienne. I don't think Etienne will end up being a first-round pick next year. And so now he's wasting a year of his contract – where he could prove himself in the NFL, uh, it had this more risk of injury. But it just—I uh, worry at that position that you're doing yourself a disservice by not accruing. Basically, you're in the NFL because I, you know, you, you, Ryan, you know my deep hatred for NFL contracts. It's, oh yeah, I think it's completely bonkers. I, I think that that the players do a horrible job of negotiating it, and they need to be better. So, but anyway. When it comes to going back to school as a running back, I just don't. I'll. I will never understand it. When you've been productive in your junior, your true like junior year, I will never. I will never yeah. get. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I, I think Najee Harris huge mistake. I, I agree with Travis Etienne. It, it is mind-boggling why these guys didn't come out. Uh, yeah, it, 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 bad advice, or I, I mean, who knows? It, it, it is. It is de- de- got a little bit depressing, frankly. And it weakened this this class that we were excited about. I still think this class is is worth being excited about, though, because I do think the wide receiver depth of this class. If you've got those um, early second round, even mid second round uh, rookie picks, there's going to be some wide receivers there you, you can take and feel good about. I mean, not not all of them are going to hit, but I, I think that a fair amount of them are going to hit. And yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna look back at this class. I, I think this class at the wide receiver position does have the chance to. Change the landscape of the NFL, um, and we're seeing certain, some guys start to age out. And um, it's going to be fascinating. Well, to see what happens with wide receivers this year, because we saw it in 2019. It seemed like you had kind of like the elite wide receivers, and then you had like this group from like I don't know, like 14 to 40 that were kind of all about the same, you know. And we're just getting more yeah. guys to that group. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what happens in, in 2020 in fantasy with wide receivers.
1: Yeah, and the NFL is adapting to being – they're just using the rules to their advantage, so the beat at the wide receiver position is going to score more fantasy points, but it's its hard because it's middling fantasy points. its It still focuses on the running backs because they still put up the most, like, fantasy points, which is what matters. So you want a running back that you think can adapt to the NFL early and is in a good position to score. And then, like, even take, like, Josh Jacobs in the first round last year. Not a great athlete uh when when his pro day uh and he had the complete opportunity and he did well with it. He in your redraft leagues, Josh Jacobs was an asset. He was cheap to get, especially in like a an auction draft. He wasn't like the you know the seventy, you know, sixty dollar running back, but he was worth just as much as a lot of those guys for when he was starting. So that's and in Dynasty, that's when you have that and you move it. But I also still Ryan, right, I flip flop back back and forth a lot about Josh Jacobs. And, and I, I, think I, I think I like him quite a bit. But, yeah, long story short, it's hard to invest in wide receivers, again, even after last year, in such a good year. Are, are we doing it wrong, Ryan? Are we doing it wrong? No. We're not doing it wrong. So, just an, a non-superflex <laughs> draft. Are you going three running backs first, four running backs first right now? Wow, first? Are you taking Acres and Clyde Edwards Lair before
0: wide receivers? Are, are I, I mean, based, on on that? based on what we know, I'm, I'm considering it. Because I, I, I do think one of the things we've learned over the past several years is that with wide receivers, it's hard for us to project what they're going to do in the NFL, right? I, I mean, and, and, and if you look at CeeDee Lamb and, and Jerry Judy, it's not like they're bulletproof perfect prospects. I mean, you know, you look at their BMIs, for example, um, I, I I mean I I think they're both really exciting wide receivers. That I'm excited about, and it is a little tough for me to take a Clyde words Hilaire or Cam Akers ahead of those guys. But, um, it, it's definitely part of my thought process. Well, I, I mean, I mean, we won't know until we we know draft capital and that kind of thing. But I think it's part of the conversation. It, it should be. I mean, because it's it's all about the running backs. I think it's all about also, the running backs.
1: Yeah, I think I think Clyde Words Hilaire was. What was he list Is like five nine, five eight? Super oh,
0: smart.
1: Yeah. He's five seven and a quarter.
0: Yeah,
1: he's two oh seven. So his BMI side... if it, I I'll you know, I'll be smited, Ryan, if he isn't compared to Maurice Jones Drew often in the pre jack <laughs> process. Like I, I Somebody will. Everybody will. <laughs> Maurice Jones Drew will compare him to himself. He's got two last names and he's tiny and stocky. Boom boom. Daniel
0: Jeremiah really loves and, and Bucky Brooks for that matter really love Clyde Edwards Hilaire. They they love the, the fact that he is so talented as a as a pass catcher and how he really fits how NFL teams are using running backs. So that's a little bit intriguing. And those guys know
1: their stuff. They really do. So And he puts up nine and five eighths in his hands. 29-inch arms. Those are small arms.
0: I I'm, I'm not worried about that, man. He's not he's not going after contested catches, man. It's 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 fine. It's okay. Oh, like know? a
1: quick glance. There's like two <laughs> running backs with slightly shorter arms in the combine than Edward Solaire. So well, let let's let's start to wrap up the show,
0: and I want to wrap it up with a look at roto world and some headlines Ooh. and it just you your reaction so i'm just looking like one report colt's expected to land philip rivers question mark so what do you think about
1: that what do you think about the colts adding philip rivers what, what, do all,
0: you, what are the fantasy mm-hmm. implications of
1: that first of all i roto world does this they say expected and then you click on the source link and they're like uh do we think colt like it's somebody's article that's like uh, we expect the colts to land uh, Philip Rivers, even though it's it's a completely un, like, like verified article, I mean, it just kills me sometimes. Oh, and yeah, i trying to be better about this. This is Lions uh, season. The, the idea is if they land Phillip Rivers, and even now, send, send your third round picks for Naheem Hines, take that upside. All I want is Naheem Hines if Philip Rivers goes to the Colts, that's all I want. Right. All the receivers can just can just you know whatever sell them while they're high, but make sure in that package deal you're getting to him, Hines.
0: No, that that's um, yeah, I I think that's probably a good call. And there was a report earlier that they're not gonna you know worry about extending Marlon Mack or that they're that type of thing. So. Of course
1: no. they're not. They're they're doing <laughs> they're doing pretty well with their contracts. Why would they extend a running back that's off injured and has produced okay behind a, Great offensive line. I, I know Marlon Mack could move up your dynasty boards with his production from last year, but I just don't think he's special. And I, I loved Marlon Mack coming out of the pre-draft process round. You know that. I took him over uh, – I took him over at Alvin Kamara in one of our – I think it was my first rookie draft ever. Big mistake. But I, I still love his profile. But now we're in, he's going into his fourth year. They know what they're doing for the most part. Uh, and they want to be competitive. Like you have to, you can't be rebuilding forever. And they have built the offensive line. If they if they take Philip Rivers, they they may or if they grab Philip Rivers, they might grab a like a better overall running back, or they'll grab a more important position. And then just Naheem Hines becomes even more valuable. I don't think Marlon Mack is special. That's the the part about it. Like I I don't think he's no. a difference maker. He's not. And he could still score an inordinate amount of touchdowns and, you know, like an Aaron Jones amount of touchdowns from this last season on the ground. But it, it won't I, – I would just miss that boat, I guess. Here's one for you. Um,
0: speaking Tuesday, Cardinals GM Steve Kimes said David Johnson is a guy we still value. So oh, is bro. David Johnson a guy you still value in, in
1: Dynasty? Of course. I have a value on David Johnson. <laughs> I struggle with what that is. Also, they're not taking a wide receiver. I hope I. Ceedee Lamb, Ceedee Lamb. Don't, don't do it. Culmer he, is gonna. He's gonna get he, he killed. He was getting killed this year. Murray's rookie season could have been exponentially better if they were a better, like drafting and signing organization before drafting him.
0: Hey, hey, Will, I, I've got one for you. So you heard this week that basically the Panthers have said that Cam Newton is going to be their starter in 2020. So Cam, yeah, Newton, thank goodness. So, so what do you think about that? And apparently, new Panthers coach Matt Rule said he was unbelievably excited to work with Cam Newton. So, are you
1: unbelievably excited to have Cam
0: Newton on your fantasy team?
1: I mean, not unbelievably, but I mean, I'm I'm excited to have him. I mean, he's got the weapons.
0: No. I mean, he's got DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey
1: is gonna gonna help with those numbers. So, just remember what Cam Newton did to Ted Ginn. He made Ted Ginn millions of dollars.
0: <laughs> right.
1: I know Cam Newton is not the most accurate passer, but at least you just know that he can work with weapons and be a great passer again. Okay. You Damn don't have man. to. You don't have to be the best thrower of the ball. To have a great fantasy season. Look at Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is not the best throw of the ball ever. All
0: right. I got, I got one more for you. Elway again confirms Drew Locke will be starting QB. You've been trying to acquire Drew Locke, Will, this, this offseason. How do you feel? He's going to be the starter in Denver. It's confirmed by John Elway. I mean, not a I surprise, not, frankly.
1: I, Ryan, I have tried and I have failed everywhere. So my opinion switches. Freaking sell Drew Lock, the second round pick in the that in the Denver offense with Flacco as the backup. There is, and he was outscored in points per game by Jeff Driscoll. Everybody, come on! Like I, I just—he's not that good. He, oh, he showed flashes. I get it. He looked okay, but he's just not. He's—it bothers me to my core that I wasn't able to acquire him. In the sense that, like, he—if you have him, and anybody's willing to, like, va- like if you can get value for him, get get a, like, if you could, if I could trade Drew Lock plus a second round pick for like Aaron Rodgers all day, if I could trade Drew Lock for, mm, let's go like, uh, I would take Jimmy Garoppolo over Drew Lock, I think right now. Uh, move down the line, like it's I I don't. And Drew Lock said he's going to work on his running ability in the offseason. I think he needs to worse on his passing ability. It's it, it, Drew Lock, but it might be and, but Ryan, oh. I will admit, it might be my personal bias from like the opinions I've gotten back from Drew Lock is that you you know they think he can be a long-term starter. I absolutely do not think Drew Lock can be a long-term starter.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I don't think so either. I, I, I just think that we saw it's funny because people think they saw enough in 2019. They saw the specific that he has by
1: Jeff Driscoll. Right, right. First of game, Ryan. Sorry, but,
0: but when I watched him, I was not impressed, and I'm totally with you. I think if you have Drew Lock, it, it's it's an obvious sell. I, I mean, I don't think his value is ever going to be higher than it is right now. So I'm totally with you.
1: That said, Al Jackson is playing John Elway, and it's called a time to sell. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, let's wrap it up. Two minute warning. Final thoughts before we close the show tonight.
1: Oh uh aj dylan rising up my draft boy already with his weigh-in and big I and mean, he's got some okay mitts, ryan
0: he's a big boy he he's not gonna suffer from anything small that's for sure
1: he should drink more water though he should have come in like two gallons of water in the system bladder full at like 263 i would have loved that so much more
0: <laughs> you know one of the things i read about what they're doing the, this year differently with the combine is that they're doing a couple different weigh-ins. So if a player weighs in a certain weight, you know, if they're trying to cut weight, they'll they'll get weighed later in the week, and and they'll see if they're actually doing the drills at at the, at the same
1: weight, which I think is kind sort of interesting. Wasn't Jatras Swift supposed to be five ten, five eleven? I think he was supposed to be yeah. five eight and a quarter. Ooh, yeah, ooh. <laughs> ooh, everybody, ooh. 'm fi- like I'm five ten flat Ryan, and people will tell me they're five ten and their eyes are like at my nose level I'm like I, I just don't want to be mean like i I don't you know I don't like inflate my height, but you're clearly not five ten, but you can have that
0: I don't know why people do that so i I, I, I am five nine and a half right I'm not five ten, but I'm not gonna say I'm five ten just to be like oh, I'm five ten I just like why why
1: would I understand you understand why 5'10 is like great height I am five ten <laughs> it's not special. <laughs> quite boring right uh, yeah I don't get it I mean
0: you know like I could see like like I'm six feet tall That that's something kind of to aspire to but but 5'10 no it just, this, just be honest you're 5'9 you're 5'8 just say you're five, nine five. it's
1: okay oh back in the day though Ryan I had uh, my dress shoes on and I had like my hair done for like work and I was at the doctor's office and they didn't squish it down I wait or I, I hide it in hide it in at six foot so Ooh. at that point in time uh, i was single and so that went right on the online dating profile <laughs> six feet everybody
0: uh swipe, uh swipe is it swipe right or swipe left if they want to date I, I, Center, I, I, turns right? out it didn't matter <laughs> it didn't matter at all oh man all right well well, we should we should close the show i'm, I'm fading here uh, i'm in nashville tennessee i i gotta get some some rest so i can make it to this library conference um any any final uh, final words or final thoughts or should we just
1: end it here uh lo michael peterhine is ryan's number one running back oh 10 and a quarter inch hands i love those big minutes i love big them i love minutes.
0: them just, oh
1: and honestly i heard it's all palm <laughs>
0: All right, so uh, we we hope you're doing well. We hope you're enjoying the, um, the 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 you enjoyed the combine. We'll talk more about that with uh, some special guests upcoming. But in the meantime, we are the Fantasy Joes at FF Joe's on Twitter. On behalf of Will Greenwood, I'm Ryan Levergood, and we are the Fantasy
1: Joes. All Tom Joes. So, crying.